Hey everyone, welcome to the Preacher Chick Podcast. I'm Stacy, the Preacher Chick, and today is day 244 of reading the Bible together every day this year. Today there is a great teaching video on Jesus as the royal priest. He is the epitome. He's everything. He's the culmination. <laughs> None other needed. It's him. So be sure you watch the video. As always, it'll be linked in the show notes. And if you're following along in the Bible app, be sure to um, be sure to watch. We are going to be reading Matthew 17 and 18, and we'll also read Psalm 89. Let's get to it. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and his brother John and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. He was transfigured in front of them, and his face shone like the sun. His clothes became as white as the light. Suddenly Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it's good for us to be here. If you want, I'll set up three shelters here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud covered them. I want to go back. Okay, so sometimes we read this and we're like, what does this mean? What is the big deal? Um setting up a shelter was like a, a making a memorial. And I think that Peter felt like he needed to do something that just being there wasn't enough, that something had to be done. And I don't know about you, but I think that's something most of us can relate to that feeling of I got to do something, got to do something. Right. Um, and so this was what he opted to do. And so it goes on while he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud covered them and a voice from the cloud said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down and were terrified. Jesus came up and touched them and said, get up and don't be afraid. When they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, don't tell anyone about the vision until the son of man is raised from the dead. So the disciples asked him, why then do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? Elijah is coming and will restore everything, he replied. But I tell you, Elijah has already come, and they didn't recognize him. On the contrary, they did whatever they pleased to him. In the same way the Son of Man is going to suffer at their hands, then the disciples understood that he had spoken to them about John the Baptist. When they reached the crowd, a man approached and knelt down before him. Lord, he said, have mercy on my son, because he has seizures and suffers terribly. He often falls into the fire and often into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't heal him. Jesus replied, you unbelieving and perverse generation. How long will I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring him here to me. Then Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him. And from that moment, the boy was healed. Then the disciples approached Jesus privately and said, why couldn't we drive it out? Because of your little faith, he told them. For truly, I tell you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will tell this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Um, as they were gathering together in Galilee, Jesus told them, the son of man is about to be betrayed into the hands of men. They will kill him, and on the third day, he will be raised up. And they were deeply distressed. When they came to Capernaum, those who collected the temple tax approached Peter and said, doesn't your teacher pay the temple tax? Yes, he said. When he went into the house, Jesus spoke to him first. What do you think, Simon? From whom do earthly, do earthly kings collect tra uh, tariffs or taxes? From their sons or from strangers? From strangers, he said. Then the sons are free, Jesus told him. 
But so we won't offend them, go to the sea, cast in a fish hook, and take the first fish that you catch. When you open its mouth, you'll find a coin. Take it and give it to them for me and you. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Now, you know, they got it. Surely, I mean, how can they not know this answer? Like they've already had the encounter of John and James's mom saying, let my boys sit right next to you. And Jesus was like, meh. You know, they've talked about, anyway, I, it, this just blows my mind, but it's one of those things that sometimes we as humans just miss the mark and right. So he called a child and had him stand among them. This would have been a big deal because children were seen and not heard or uh, sometimes not even seen. Truly, I tell you, he said, unless you turn and become like children, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child, this one is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one child like this in my name welcomes me. Oh, it's about faith and humility and a trust that is deeper than anything. It's so powerful. And um, man, it's good. It says, and whoever welcomes a child like this in my name welcomes me, but whoever causes one of these little ones to, who believe in me to fall away, it would be better for him if a heavy millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depths of the sea. It's pretty intense. Woe to the world because of offenses. For offenses will inevitably come, but woe to that person by whom the offense comes. If your hand or your foot causes you to fall away, cut it off and throw it away. It's better for you to enter, the, enter life maimed or lame than to have two hands or two feet and be thrown into eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to fall away, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hellfire. See to it that you don't despise one of these little ones, because I tell you that in heaven, their angels continually view the face of my father in heaven. What do you think? If someone has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, won't he leave the 99 on the hillside and go and search for the stray? And if he finds it, truly, I tell you, he rejoices over that sheep more than the 99 that did not go astray. In the same way, it is not the will of your father in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. If your brother sins against you, go and rebuke him in private. If he listens to you, you have won your brother. But if he won't listen, take one or two others with you so that by the testimony of two or three witnesses, every fact may be established. If he doesn't pay attention to them, tell the church. If he doesn't pay attention even to the church, let him be like a Gentile and a tax collector to you. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will have been bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will have been loosed in heaven. Again, truly, I tell you, if two of you on earth agree about any matter that you pray for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am among them. I am there among them. Then Peter approached him and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? As many as seven times. I tell you, not as many as seven. Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he began to settle accounts, one who owed 10,000 talents was brought before him. Since he did not have the money to pay it back, his master commanded that he, his wife, his children, and everything had be sold to pay the debt. At this, the servant fell face down before him and said, be patient with me and I will pay you everything. Then the master of that servant had compassion, released him and forgave him the loan. That servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. 
grabbed him, started choking him and said, pay what you owe. At this, his fellow servant fell down and began begging him, be patient with me and I'll pay you back. But he wasn't willing. Instead, he went and threw him into prison until he could pay what was owed. When the other servants saw what had taken place, they were deeply distressed and went and reported their ma- to their master everything that had happened. Then, after he had summoned him, his master said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Shouldn't you also have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And because he was angry, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay everything that was owed. So also my heavenly father will do to you unless every one of you forgives his brother or sister from your heart. Goodness. Psalm 89. I will sing about the Lord's faithful love forever. I will proclaim your faithfulness to all generations with my mouth. For I will declare faithful love is built up forever. You establish your faithfulness in the heavens. The Lord said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn an oath to David, my servant. I will establish your offspring forever and build up your throne for all generations. Selah. Lord, the heavens praise your wonders, your faithfulness also in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the skies can compare with the Lord? Who among the heavenly beings is like the Lord? God is greatly feared in the council of the holy ones. More awe-inspiring than him, all who surround him. The Lord God of armies, who is strong like you, Lord. Your faithfulness surrounds you. You rule the raging sea when its waves surge. You still them. You crushed Rahab like one who was slain. You scattered your enemies with your powerful arm. The heavens are yours. The earth also is yours. The world and everything in it, you founded them. North and south, you created them. Tabor and Hermon shout for joy at your name. You have a mighty arm. Your hand is powerful. Your right hand is lifted high. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Faithful love and truth go before you. Happy are the people who know the joyful shout. Lord, they walk in the light from your face. They rejoice in your name all day long, and they are exalted by your righteousness. For you are their magnificent strength. By your favor, our horn is exalted. Surely our shield belongs to the Lord, our King to the Holy One of Israel. Once you spoke in a vision to your faithful ones and said, I've granted help to a warrior. I've exalted one chosen from the people. I have found David, my servant. I've anointed him with my sacred oil. My hands will always be with him and my arm will strengthen him. The enemy will not oppress him. The wicked will not afflict him. I will crush his foes before him and strike those who hate him. My faithfulness and love will be with him. And through my name, his horn will be exalted. I will extend his power to the sea and his right hand to the rivers. He will call to me. You are my father, my God, the rock of my salvation. I will also make him my firstborn, the greatest of the kings of the earth. I will always persevere. My faithful love for him and my covenant with him will endure. I will establish his line forever. If his throne as long as heaven lasts, or I'm sorry, I will establish his line forever. His throne as long as heaven lasts. If his sons abandon my instruction and do not live by my ordinances, if they dishonor my statutes and do not keep my command, then I will call their rebellion to account with the rod, their iniquity with bows, and I will not withdraw my faithful love from him or betray my faithfulness. I will not violate my covenant or change what my lips have said. Once and for all, I have sworn an oath by my holiness. I will not lie to David. His offspring will continue forever. His throne like the sun before me, like the moon established forever, a faithful witness in the sky, Selah. But you have spurned and rejected him. You have become enraged with your anointed. You have repudiated the covenant with your servant. You have completely dishonored his crown. You have broken down all his walls. You have reduced his fortified cities to ruins. 
All who pass by plunder him. He has become an object of ridicule to his neighbors. You have lifted high the right hand of his foes. You have made all his enemies rejoice. You have also turned back his sharp sword and have not let him stand in battle. You've made his splendor cease and have overturned his throne. <clears throat> You've shortened the days of his youth. You've covered him with shame. Selah. How long, Lord, will you hide forever? Will your anger keep burning like fire? Remember how short my life is. Have you created everyone for nothing? What courageous person can live and never see death? Who can save himself from the power of Sheol? Selah. Lord, where are the former acts of your faithful love that you swore to David in your faithfulness? Remember, Lord, the ridicule against your servants. In my heart, I carry abuse from all the peoples. How your enemies have ridiculed, Lord. How they have ridiculed every step of your anointed. Blessed be the Lord forever. Amen and amen. That's it for today, friends. Be sure to come back tomorrow as we continue to read the Bible together every day this year. See you then.